This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to have you listening to us on all of our radio affiliates across the country. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for that. Make sure you always share, tell a friend, tell us what you like about the show. Our guest this week, we actually have two guests. Bryce Hall, defensive back, cornerback for the New York Jets, and his trainer, Cornell Jenkins. And you and I, I've, I've gotten to know Bryce a little bit mm-hmm. and, and his family and here in Florida as they're in the neighborhood. But what I love about Bryce and work, his working out with Cornell and I've seen them work together in the gym nearby and at his home in the garage and out on the field. And he's been with him for three months this offseason. Bryce is dedicated to really getting and improving and doing the best that he can. Had a terrific season last year, and he's just striving to be the best that he can be. And Cornell came in. Cornell's known as the sports physicist, and he's a, a very intelligent guy and a, an excellent athletic trainer, uh, and he's really worked with Bryce on all aspects of his physical. But what I love is they have such a, a great chemistry together, and Bryce talks about how he's helped, Cornell's helped him with the spiritual side, the mental side. And it just got me thinking about in our relationship how we help each other, right? Right. In all aspects, but how important it is to surround ourselves with people who are like-minded, people who are going to uplift us, encourage us, people who see things from our same perspective and push us, one push us, because obviously Cornell's pushing Bryce to be his, the best version of himself, right? But also someone who can relate to what you believe in, what we believe in. And, and as, a, as believers, I've always felt like it's always important for me to surround myself, to do business with others who feel and believe the same way because I think it gets complicated. I think when I, I talk to some athletes sometimes and they may have an agent or a marketing person who may not also be a believer. And I, I wonder how their vision can be a little bit different. They may ask you to do an endorsement deal or they may ask you to be involved in something that doesn't really align with what your your goals are, with what your principles are, your values are. So I've always found that it's important to, to have, and Bryce actually, his agent is also a, a man of faith. Good, so, yeah. which is really cool yeah. because it's important, I think, to surround yourself with people like that and we see it because we've been involved in so much, mm-hmm. right? We've been involved in the TV side. We've been involved in, in other things. And there are so many people pulling at you in different directions. And if you're trying to make everyone happy, you're probably not going to end up pleasing God. Or making the world happy. Yeah. If you want to make the world happy, I mean, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to skyrocket. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's going to go very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... You know what, though? This topic is kind of one of my favorite topics because Mm -hmm. I read this one book a long time ago, and it Mm -hmm. made such an impact on me to the point that I feel like it almost 
makes me feel so selective about the people I spend time with that it it kind of it gets hard sometimes because mm. I get very very selective. Mm. And in this book, I'm pretty sure you guys know you don't what say. I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Very selective. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, he says, and this is based on the average, uh, the law of averages. Okay. So he says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Wow. That is so true and so impactful because if you think about it, wow. the five people you spend your time with or mm-hmm. most t- most of your time with, you are going to be the average of those people. So if the, if you're spending your time with five losers, you're going to be the sixth one. If you're spending <laughs> your time with five amazing, successful, uh, God-loving people, you're going to be the sixth one. That's mm-hmm. just how it is and it is very true. You're going to be the sixth one or you're going to be the average of the 2.5? Well, the average. I'm a math I mean, guy. You know, a, I was going to go that, there. like if you're <laughs> hang, hanging out with I didn't five read losers, this book. You need to read that book. It's okay. very good by Jim Rohn. It's a very good, very good book. I think I have it upstairs somewhere. Okay. Um, I read it like, oh my gosh, I was probably in college or something. But anywho, it was amazing I book. love your point though. This is, <laughs> yeah. it's an excellent point an because excellent of, point. of who you're surrounding yourself and with. And it makes you wonder that like, every time you are trying to get in a relationship with someone or not like romantic or anything, just any relationship with mm-hmm. someone, it makes you wonder, is this person going to make me better or worse? Yeah. Is this person going to pull me away from Christ or pull me toward Christ? Mm-hmm. Is this person going to make me uh, go toward the world or go toward my goals uh, in my walk with Christ? And and that's what he's doing. That's what Bryce is doing. He is surrounding himself with people that pull him closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's very important because when you pu- when you get closer to Christ, everything else becomes great. Yeah, Everything else becomes great. I'm not saying just success-wise. I'm just saying quality of life and quality of Your perspective walk, changes. Your perspective changes. Yeah. Everything changes because you're getting closer to Christ, not pulling away. So let's say he goes and gets the best of the best, but that person is not Christian. That person doesn't have the same values. That person is going to yeah, probably spending, help you with but, some things, yeah. but is not going to help. If you're spending, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, if you're spending more than six hours with a person in one day, that's a significant amount of time. Shoot, I would say two hours. Wait, two a, hours. Like an hour is a lot. That's but yeah, almost like they're spending a lot of time together. And right. I think that's why it's so important to be aligned yeah. uh, with, with the same vision, with the same mentality, with the same value structure, with the same belief. Because, yeah, exactly what you're saying. If you're spending a whole lot of time with someone and they're influencing you in a negative way, no matter how strong your walk in the Lord is, it's that's going to impact you. And we're not talking, and we're not talking, you're talking to someone and that person. Like I'm saying, you you hang out with someone, right? Mm-hmm. I, at least I do that to myself. I don't know if you guys do or not. But I ask myself after every conversation I have with someone, mm-hmm. did this conversation elevate me <laughs> or not? And I and my and my answer yeah. to myself, if it did not elevate me, the chances are you're not going to hear from me again because I'm that one. I'm that person. It's kind of weird if the if the relationship did not elevate me and mm-hmm. actually got me. Lower and, and when like you're saying elevate, standard? you don't mean status wise. You, no, you no, no, mean no, no, just, like standard wise. Yeah. Like I hold myself to a very high standard when it comes to my conversations. When it comes to my, um, if I'm helping you or not, if you're helping me or not, as in with, with our walk in, with yeah. Christ. Like, are you helping me or are you pulling me away? Are you adding to my life or are you taking away? I'm good with helping people and they're helping me and everything, but I'm not good at 
getting myself to a conversation or or spending so much time with someone that is just I'm not getting elevated. Yeah, like I understood. feel like it's just not worth it for me. It's a, it's not having any kind of positive impact, impact or influence yeah. on your life. I love our our small group together yes. at Generations Christian Church because we've been in a small group for several months now where you know you're surrounding yourself with people who obviously we go to the same church, we're all believers, but also people who are very positive thinkers, people who are also v- do very well in in, in life and, and are also trying to just help, ele- like you're saying, ele- elevate you. You know, it's easy when we have this kind of conversation, when you're surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, other believers, to re- just refer to Proverbs, iron sharpening iron, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanted to find a different Bible verse to attach to this episode, and it was... It's also in Proverbs, and I'm going to read from the NLT, and it's Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I mean, this is something that I've, in life, you hear that as a young kid, right? Right. Don't surround yourself with other kids who are going to be bad influences on you and uh, get you in trouble. Or Like, I grew up in the city hanging Mm -hmm. out, kids hanging out on street corners, and, and it gets you seeing putting yourself in that position i could see myself where had my parents said you know what we're moving out of the city we're moving to new jersey we don't like this fear of influence around you because it could lead you into so many different negative ways and i think that's important for for athletes it's important for everyone in life to surround ourselves with wise people to help us become wiser because if you surround yourself with those who may get you in trouble eventually some way somehow it's going to lead you into whether or not you do anything wrong but you may be in that in the middle of it you're never going to grow and you're exactly you're not going to grow as a person so what Bryce is doing with Cornell working training together working on the physical but getting help and getting impacted and influenced and inspired and encouraged on the spiritual and the mental, I think, is just such a wise move for him and is going to help him long-term, not just career on the football field, but well beyond that. So up next, you're going to hear from New York Jets cornerback Bryce Hill and his trainer, Cornell Jenkins. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com.
This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests, and you can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Faith on the Field. And please tell a friend or as many as you'd like about the show. I do want to take a second to thank our wonderful sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission, IJM.org, and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. And if you don't have a business to advertise on, but you just want to help the ministry grow, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, New York Jets cornerback Bryce Hall and his trainer, Cornell Jenkins, also joins us. Bryce is entering his third season with the New York Jets. He started every game last year, and I know he's working hard to be the best he can be on and off the field. I love this conversation with Bryce and Cornell. Check it out. Guys, it's been great watching you two work together over the past several months, man. Bryce, you're out there in this Florida heat. I see you (laughs) at home in the garage, out on the field, in the gym, wherever it is, putting in that work, that hard work. What is it that's got you motivated, that inspires you to work this hard in the offseason? Like, I don't even know if you had a vacation, man. (laughs) Man, it's really just about the big dreams and aspirations. Um, that we have to to succeed and do big things. I think, um, you know, it's the vision that really pulls everything for me. You know, like for the goals that we set, it's, you know, it only makes sense to do what I'm doing. So um, that's just kind of what motivates me each and every day. Cornell, you've trained with so many different people over the years. You're known as the, the sports physicist. I get that right? Yes, you got it right. <laughs> you've trained with so many guys and you told me earlier how Bryce is the ideal client to be out there. I mean, this guy is working hard. What are you seeing from him? I see a hunger, you know, it's like he said, the, the mission pulls him to, to work. You know, he comes to work every day, starts early, stays late, doesn't complain, you know, doesn't whine. I mean, he just puts his hard hat on and puts the work in, you know, and then later on, you know, you give him little homework assignments, he's getting them knocked, like, knocked down, like, very fast, um, consistently, you know. And so I, I told him, like, man, I'm amazed that every day is, like, the first day that you started working because he just comes to work with this freshness, this, like, passion, you know what I mean? And so for me, it's like, it's like refreshing seeing that, you know, and that, that that keeps me motivated, right, to always find just different creative ways to challenge him. And it's it's funny, one of the things that he said, he's like, man, like, why would I feel like figure why would I feel like I got something? You come with something new. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, things things don't get easier, you just get better. You know what I mean? And so I think for, for us, like it's been it's been very like synergistic just along this journey together, you know. Well, it's been pretty cool to see it from like a little bit of a, of a distance, but to, to see you guys interact in the chemistry, 
is, is really neat and it's really cool. Bryce, now you're heading into your third season with the New York Jets. You start every game last year. I think you were one of only about 13 corners who played more than a thousand snaps. Like you're out on that field a whole lot. You finished second in the NFL, had some good numbers. Second in the NFL, 17 forced incompletions. You led the NFL with six forced incompletions inside the red zone. So, but then the Jets, they they signed DJ Reed to a big contract. Sauce Gardner is the number four overall pick in the draft. So, uh, you know, you look at that, you look at what you did last year. How do you handle that? How does that, how do you approach the season? I think the the mindset I've tried to take is, you know, you're your own biggest competitor. And, you know, I think I've heard Dion say it before. He's like, you're not competing. Your your biggest competitor isn't with the guys, you know, that come to work. It's the part of you that has to wake up each morning and put in the work. It's the part of you that wants, doesn't want to watch film, but you know you got to watch film. It's the part of you that's saying, oh, I want to eat this, eat that. And, you know, you got to take care of your body. And so I think for me, how I approach things is, you know, there's only things, you know, there's so many things I can control and what I can't control. And I really try not to worry about what everybody else is doing, but just try to be the best me. And I feel like if I do that, everything's going to take care of itself. It's no like, you know, I remember when I first got in the league, you know, there were guys who older than me starting ahead of me, but they just weren't you know, they had no ego in sharing with me the knowledge and information that they had. And so I just kind of try and take the same approach and understand that, you know, I know what I do well and, you know, just continue to to do what I can control and and be the best version of myself. And I think when I do that, everything will work out the way it's supposed to be. Cornell, Bryce was telling me out earlier on the field how you not only help him with the physical stuff, but the mental aspect the spiritual aspect. And I think some of these things that he and I just talked about here with, you know, you see a team bringing in guys who play your position. How do you help him deal with that mental side? Uh, Well, you know, part of my approach and our approach to, you know, really completing our mission is one of the books that we actually went over is called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And it's just about really being locked in on the mission and living by principles over feelings, you know? And so for us, it's really just, what can we control? If we're, like you said, if we're the best versions of ourselves, then we're not really attached to the outcome because we know that everything that we did, you know, we, we were diligent, we prepared. And like he always says, you know, time will either expose you or elevate you. So we want to make sure that it's on our side. So when we're approaching the game, we kind of just, silence all the noise and just kind of dialogue between ourselves you know obviously we're a big part of this is just being self-aware you know right like knowing hey this is who we are this is where we can improve and this is what we're good at so let's strengthen the strengths and let's strengthen the weaknesses and really try to take it a day-by-day type of thing and not really get caught up and you know because the reality of it is the noise is going to always be there you know what I mean? But uh, but if we can control what we can't control, control us speaking to ourselves and and control what we hear and what we listen to, then I think, like I said, every, like Bryce said, everything is going to just take care of itself. Live by principle, not by feelings, man. I, I like that. I'm going to need some of that. When Listen, when Bryce goes up north, 
to go to camp. If you like Florida, man, I'm right down the road, so you can work me out. Uh, I, I need some help. I don't, I don't know if I can afford you, but uh. <laughs> we can figure it out, man. You know, hey, we, um, uh, Bryce and I was talking, you know, about you, man. We we've like first first off, you invited us to church, and you know, we appreciate that. And I mean, just the way that we all met, you know, it's. It's, I mean, I don't know. We were like, man, we can't even really explain it, like how it all just happened, you know. So to be here, I mean, man, we just want to say, like, thank you. We really appreciate, you know, you taking the time out, you know, to connect with us. Uh, no doubt, man. I, I, I love seeing guys who are, who are humble, putting in the hard work and, and just really true to who they are. And Bryce, you know, last year, right, going back to last season a little bit, First 10 games, I think you were primarily playing the left side. Then the second half of the year, you kind of shadow uh, the top receivers. Now, I know some corners, they love being on one particular side. Then other guys, they love to be that guy who's going to follow, who's going to shadow. Do you have a comfort level anywhere, left side, right side, whatever? Or, or do you, you like being that guy who's called upon each week to take on the, the top receiver? I love, I love the challenge of it. I think early on, um, I, what my comfortability was, you know, being on one side. Um, but then as we started to move to different sides, it really just became like, it started to get a lot more comfortable, you know, cause you got the different footwork on each side. But, you know, when I look and study like the best to do it, they've all traveled, they all have moved to different sides. And so, you know, part of that is, you know, part of the journey is be, being comfortable wherever they put you. And, you know, I enjoy just having that um, challenge. And I think it's a huge, you know, you have to earn that for sure. You know, and I think with that comes obviously the work that comes with it. You know, like you have success. Okay, now you let's go put you on something, a, a harder matchup, you know, where you're covering, you know, different sides, following, traveling. And so I love it. And that's um, it's a huge honor, but it's definitely something to to be earned. And, um, it, 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 I think it, it began to become more comfortable with me as the years went on or as the year went on. Now you played back in high school when you went to Bishop McDevitt, where LaShawn McCoy shady was a star running back, Ricky waters before that star running back, but you were a wide receiver, right? So how much does, does that background as a receiver help you with ball skills, just help you know, tendencies and, and what receivers want to do? Yeah, it's helped a ton, and I'm super grateful for that, you know, to be able to have, like, that background as a receiver. And I think also the, the you know, Cornell and I talk about this a lot, but also having a basketball background helps a lot too, just playing multiple sports because, you know, it's all connected. And so I think just the combination of the footwork and the hand-eye coordination from basketball and then also playing receiver in high school um, has just helped me a ton becoming like as I transition to defensive back that that's really uh something that that you see guys who have that versatility man the more that they can do the better off that they are uh tell me a little bit about what you see in this team and in the Jets this year because there's a lot of excitement there's a lot of hype about the Jets and what they can do yeah man I think like we like we're a young team, but we're a hungry team. And I think that's what's like really exciting is and, and everybody on our team is like we have generally have like really good dudes. 
And I think just the more we are together, the chemistry is going to get really solid. And I think we have really good coaches too. Like, I feel like we really have everything that we need to be successful, um, to go deep in the playoffs, to, to do everything that we want to do. And, you know, we're young, we're hungry. And um, I think everybody is just, you know, excited and, and ready for the opportunity, you know, just because in the, in the past, you know, the Jets haven't had much, you know, per se to be like excited about or, you know, we've kind of had this little cloud over us, but I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. And I think everybody else is. And um, we're, we're, we're just excited and hungry and ready for those opportunities. Last thing I want to talk to both of you guys about, and Cornell mentioned how early on, you know, I, I, I met you guys, I invited you to church because we connected o- over faith and, and, mm. you know, start with you, Bryce, just tell me what, what your faith has meant to you and, and how it, it helps you in the good times. It helps you in the bad yeah. times to stay humble, stay grounded. Yeah. Oh man. My faith has, has been everything for me. And, you know, that's how me and Cornell got connected and how we were on this you know, we we, we kind of connected over that. And I remember just getting hurt in college. So, you know, I had the opportunity to come out um, for my junior year of, of um, college. You know, I had a really good year. And, you know, I was debating whether I should come out or not. And, you know, I was praying. And I really felt like God had told me, like, hey, I want you to come back for your senior year. And so, you know, I felt like I, that was what I wanted to do. And it was clear to me. And so I came back. And I was excited for it. And I'm very thankful because I, you know, obviously I met my wife and, you know, we have a beautiful daughter now and and, and everything worked out like that. And I think that was a huge part of it. But I also got injured my senior year. I broke my ankle. And that was something that was like a huge obstacle for me. And had I, you know, one thing that really grounded me is, you know, I knew God's character was he works all things together for the good. And so I didn't understand it in the moment. I didn't understand why, you know, when I came back, I got hurt. But I just had trust and faith that he was going to change the situation around and make a great story out of it and make it something positive. And so I didn't understand, but I just knew that about God. And so when those I really learned, like in those moments of like really trying times, you have to rely on God's character. And that comes from that relationship, that history that you have from him. And then, you know, I got drafted in the fifth round. The Jets brought me in. And, you know, I feel like it's, this was just such a blessing in disguise because, you know, I wouldn't have thought I'd end up at the Jets, you know. And when I got cleared healthy, you know, I got my opportunity to start right away. And so I um, just haven't looked back since. And so I think all of that plays into where I'm at right now, why I know I have to stay humble um, not only just be, not from the standpoint of just like knowing, you know, what I've come from, but also understanding like, hey, anything can be taken away in a heartbeat, but you're still not, you know, you want to be confident, but understanding that reality of things. And so that's helped me have a better perspective as I move forward into things like being in the NFL and the trials that come with that. And so that's been just huge for me personally. Amen, man. Well said. Cornell, what about you? I mean, how, how am I supposed to follow that, man? <laughs> <laughs> man? We all got our own story, right? We all got our own journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean, just to kind of piggyback, you know, on Bryce, you know, I think uh, all of what Bryce said, you know, for me, it was definitely a 
it was a different, it's a kind of like, the, I'll make the story a little shorter. Um, you know, when I was in college, so I grew up in, in, you know, in a Christian faith, you know, I went to church every Sunday. And, and then when I got to college, um, you know, I decided to major in physics. And so it was kind of pretty much like everything was about the big bang theory. It was science driven. Wasn't, you know, too much Jesus, you know, in, or God in, uh, in, in that field. And so, what really it, it was a challenge for me because it was like well do i believe what i really believe like can i really like 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 stand strong on what i know and so i think that journey kind of led me to get my own personal relationship with god and i actually found a lot of god in science um you know all across the board and so when i would debate some of my classmates I actually came with things that they actually believed in because at first they were like, man, you can bring it up the Bible. We don't believe that. So you, so how can you debate with us? And we don't believe in the authoritative source that you have. So I had to find sources that they found that were credible and then cross-reference it with the Bible. And then, you know, kind of be able to provide evidence to them, which strengthened my faith and strengthened what I believed in. And one of the things that, you know, I believe that we live by going back to principles over feelings is, you know, seed time and harvest time. You know, the Bible is huge on just the idea of gardening and planting seeds and knowing the trees by its fruit. And so for us to to bring it full circle, that's how we navigate, you know, this journey that we're on. You know what I mean? We're like, hey, we don't have to say this is who we are. We don't have to say this is what we're going to do. Let's just plant the seeds, you know, let's pluck and prune as much as we need to. And let's just keep watering, watering it every single day. And if we do that, then, you know, pretty much everything else should take care of itself. So it's been a huge foundation for us um, and, you know, what we do day to day and the work that we put in. And, you know, we want to make sure that it stays at the forefront and, you know, let God and everything else take care of itself. Powerful, man. See, I usually do these interviews and, and you know, I, I'm not learning. I'm learning about guys. You, you're like inspiring me to hit the word even harder to dive <laughs> in deeper. Like, I, I don't want that. You, you got to stay down here in, in Florida, man. So, Cornell, I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Bryce, thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure. One, just getting to know you guys, seeing the hard work you put in. And, and for Jets fans out there, you certainly got to be someone who's easy to root for, for sure. So I wish you both a ton of blessings. Man, thank thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Really appreciate you having us. That's it for this week. Thank you to Bryce Hall and Cornell Jenkins. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. 
So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com.